with a look back over the weekend sport action. This is Full Time on KCLR. Yeah, you're very welcome along to Full Time with myself, Robbie Dowland, filling in today for the wonderful Sinead Kyo, who is not in today, so I will be filling in for Sinead. We have an action-packed show lined up between now and 7 o'clock. I'll be chatting to the organiser of the Carlo Stages Rally, Brendan Harper, on a successful day for racing yesterday in the county. I'll also be catching up with the Carlo Snooker player, Colvin O'Brien, to look forward to the national championships that he will be competing in in Grey Cullen in Carlo at the weekend in the fabulous new Snooker Academy in the county and we'll also look ahead to a defining weekend for the Carlo Hurlers a big victory of course against Down on Saturday that we brought you live here on KCLR they take on Offaly in a game that could see them advance to the Joe McDonough Cup final for the first time in four years before all of that however Kilkenny were crowned Leinster Senior Camogie Champions at the weekend following a 5-11 to 13 point victory against Dublin in a Moore Park following that display KCLR's Martin Quilty was just beside me here in Studio 2 recording our Camogie podcast podcast on scoreline.e come on kind uh, he caught up with the manager Brian Dowling at O'Moore Park after that convincing victory for his, for his side here's Brian Dowling catching up with Martin bit of an issue there Martin is not coming up as things stand but um, we'll, we'll catch up with Martin just in a small little while but of course looking back on the weekend of sport there was a lot that happened it was a hectic weekend with Mullinavat defeating Thomastown to become the six times champions uh, in Kilkenny in the senior football championship a big victory for them I think six times in 15 years they've won so a really good victory for the Southern County disappointment for Thomastown but not wholesale disappointment for Thomastown either because in the case of McCallum Cup as I'm sure Shane O'Keefe the manager of Castlemore and Celtic would have let you know on scoreline yesterday uh, Thomastown defeated Castlemore and Celtic on a scoreline of one goal 10-0 a big victory for Thomastown there they advanced to the final where they will meet Evergreen who defeated rivals Freebooters 3-1 in in uh, Dirty Must Park rather Mikey Drennan getting on the score sheet there the former St. Pat's and Sligo Rovers man a 3-1 victory for Evergreen two goals for Mikey and they advanced to the final a big win there and also in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship Kilkenny proved too strong for Dublin in both the Leinster Senior Hurling and Leinster Camogie Championship they were very very good weren't they Kilkenny watching make for the 0833069696 is our dinners ready e contact uh, contact line here you can whatsapp or text message straight into the studio big victory for Kilkenny could it spell the start of an All-Ireland surge you, you do wonder obviously it's been a long while it's 2015 7 years since Brian Cody's men climbed the steps of the Hogan stand to collect the Lee McCarthy Cup could be a while longer yet one team that does convincingly a lot of the time climbed the steps of the Hogan stand is a Kilkenny Camogie team I'm delighted to say now that Martin Quilty did catch up with Brian Dowling after that game here's what his thoughts were Brian Dowling great feeling first bit of silverware under your belt today Leinster final four in a row as well even though we didn't have 20 or 21 competitions still the four time we've won it good overall performance I look we're happy I suppose we came up to win the trophy we, we said at the start of the year that's you know or sorry a few weeks ago at the start of the competition we were here to win it so you know, we kind of felt that if we could win it and build a bit of momentum with every game it would bring us on to the championship so look we're really looking forward to down now next week you know look it's great but um, we get back training Tuesday night now and focus on the championship because at the end of the day that's what it's all about we are delighted with the first half performance 3-7 going in at half time and all from play we just said to Strange that Denise didn't even get a, a shot at goal Like so you must have been pleased with the first half 
Yeah, I was delighted the first half. I thought we got some brilliant scores. Um, probably left a couple behind us as well. Um, but, you know, I said at half time, the message was to, to push on. We weren't happy with the, the last 20 minutes against Offaly last week and probably wouldn't be happy with the last 20 minutes. But I suppose there's a lot of stoppages there in the second half, a lot of subs coming in and stuff like that. And look, we said to the girls, the next 10 minutes after half time was crucial. And in fairness, um, Aoife Dyle and Mary Miles from Dinn got two brilliant goals and put the game to bed straight away. And look, I suppose we're lucky. We have one eye on next Saturday now, just to get rest a few bodies and just to you know we have a big trip up to down. So we want to get ourselves right for that now. I said this to you last week after Offaly, 5-10 again from play phenomenal score and obviously um, the forwards really doing the stuff, backs had an outstanding game as well today but there's definitely a more ruthlessness to you you're trying to put games to bed a lot earlier so that you can bring on subs, I suppose the workload that you have coming up in the next few weeks you want to try and do that and give girls I suppose that's their game time and rest some of the players as well to help with the workload Yes, well look, that's always nice luxury to have but it doesn't always happen that way but look, we have a brilliant uh, panel of players and we're trying to give as many players a bit of game time as we go along and you know there's girls there who didn't come on today and they're putting in a huge effort all year the same as everybody else so it's just to try and give everyone as much game time as we can and you know I suppose like the KG Power there you know just maybe has a bit of a knee injury and just to kind of remind her for a few minutes and you know I think you can see how good she was there when she's flying it so it's just to give a, a few players minutes as much as we can because look we know 15 players aren't going to win anything we've have, we have three two weeks and five games coming up in the next couple of weeks and seven weeks so it's going to be part with all bodies, I'm sure we'll pick up a few knocks along the way. A few players might chop a bit of form, so it's important to get as many players game time, and we need everyone pushing in the right direction. It's two outstanding performances now against Offaly and against Dublin here today. It sets you up nicely going in against Down next weekend. I know you spoke to me last week about the free counts that you weren't happy with it either, and I could see you a couple of times with your hands on your head as well um, today as well. Albeit it was a free enough flowing game, but there was a couple of fouls that you mightn't have been happy with. Yeah, I was very happy in the first half. Um, James Fitzgerald is our stats man, and one the first. I ask him every time is my freeze conceded and we only had five conceded in the first half even though I think three or four of them were up in the forward zone it's like for, for Dublin which got scores off but I thought attacking was better in the first half so the last 15 minutes um, we probably gave away a, tr- a few silly freeze and that definitely knocked momentum out of the game and that's the message we're saying to the girls you know um, you know, giving away freeze is leaving the opposition in the game and stuff like that so I thought our backs you know a couple of times there Dublin got the running us but we stayed going we got the hooks and got the turnovers back in which is brilliant so just all about putting the pressure on the opposition and just you know force them into the shot it's score, that's fair play to him, but don't be giving them a free shot at the goal, and look, that's something that we're going to keep working, and that's something I'm going to nail on the girls for the next couple of weeks, you know, something we have to improve on, and our work rate in the forwards as well, you know, I, I say to him every single day that our work rate has to be better, and I thought for the first half there, you know, Dublin play a running game from the back, and I thought our work rate was brilliant, which is great, so we just have to try and get that going for longer, because we're going to, you know, come across bigger tests, as I'm sure as the year goes on. Bigger tests is right, as we said earlier, and you said it, a lot of games in a short period of time, especially two trips up north almost identical to one another I think there's only about a week or two in between them is the next goal Leinster is done and dusted with the next goal to get to Crow Park again in August oh yeah sure definitely look there's no point saying anything different we want to push on now and, and you know I suppose the aim is to, to get top of the group you know we have a tough group there so tough away trips especially so um, look we'll, I know it's a cliche and I suppose reporters sick of hearing people saying but it is game by game we have so many games it is just you know it's all about next next Saturday now and we have to make sure the girls are right for that um, you know Cork went up to down last year and I think it was 13 points to 8 so Galway played him in the league up there a couple of weeks ago and yeah, and I think it was you know with, with 15 minutes ago there was only two or three points in it so you know we know what we're up against um, they're going to relish playing us at home so we have to be ready for that we can't take anyone for granted and you know we have to make sure that we're ready to go for next Saturday Yeah well congratulations great victory today and the best of luck starting next weekend yeah, Thanks Martin 
Yeah, that was Kilkenny Senior Camogie Manager Brian Dowling catching up with Martin Quilty eventually after a bit of a mishap at the start of full-time here. I'm very new to this job, I must say. Sinead has mastered it at this stage. I'm very, very new to full-time, but enjoying it nevertheless. Going to enjoy it even more after the break because we're going to speak to Brendan Harper, who is the organiser of the Carlos Rally stage, or the Carlos Stages Rally, rather, um, all day Sunday in Carlos. So don't go anywhere here on full-time. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LahartzVolkswagen.ie. The 2022 Carlo Stages Rally took place yesterday. Josh Muffet, alongside co-driver Keith Moriarty in his Hyundai i20R5 was, were the overall winners. One man that was there to cover the whole event was the clerk of the course and the main main man running the rally himself, Brendan Harper. And I'm delighted to say that I'm joined by Brendan to run through an eventful day. Thanks very much for joining us today on Full Time, Brendan. No problem, thanks very much Robert, for having me. Yeah, I suppose the first question, uh, Brendan, it was an incredible day of racing yesterday in Carlow, of course. How impressive was the performance of the winners, Josh Mulford and Keith Moriarty, who of course is his co-driver? Yeah, no, it was a, it was a big day now in Carlow. It was a trying day, but uh, with the crowds and everything around, but it was great to see uh, great to see the crowds out around, back and back around the Carlow area again. Uh, the pace from Josh over the weekend there and it was, was incredible. Um he he was nearly a second a kilometer quicker than uh, uh, than the next competing car, which is unheard of. You know, he he was on a he's on a serious pace there now at the minute. Yeah, and I suppose just just to kind of highlight the, the winners, um, it was a really strong field overall. But but like you said, they were over a minute better than uh, the the team that finished in second. Uh, it just goes to show maybe that the, the pace is is getting even faster than it was um, prior to probably COVID times. Yeah, by all means, and uh, I suppose Josh is Josh is the way he is, he's out every weekend. And it's 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 match fitness really. Um, yeah, he's out, uh, but it's great to see it you now in fairness, and it brings with the uh, with the entry we had for the we had a full field of 150 starters, and uh, the fine weather was with us for the weekend, and the crowds. I were just going around this morning, just tidying up and collecting. Stuff in shops and so and the, the, every every person that we were talking to was couldn't get over the crowd that was around and the trade and the business that went around to town, but a folly and rally as well, you know. So it was great. Yeah, I suppose you mentioned the amount of trade and business and just the general interest in the rally. It was incredible to see. I was in Carlow myself yesterday and you could just feel there was a buzz around, just not just the town, but the whole county. And there was great coverage across the weekend, of course, particularly by the Irish Rally podcast hosted by Kevin Regan, someone that we're very accustomed to here in Casey Law. How important is that sort of exposure like that to help continue to grow the sport in Carlow and beyond? Because I know he emceed the event um, yesterday too. Is that really crucial to see why there is such a buzz and such an interest in rallying alongside, obviously, the incredible sports? people that are involved yeah no it's massive the the coverage and the social media coverage from from kevin there and the irish early podcast there and uh on the pace note from uh, killian duffy and so on and so forth and even our own facebook page and uh it gets all the information out there and uh, the way it's gone now and it gets a uh, good notice for sponsors and that we had three massive sponsors ourselves there and uh, uh, we couldn't uh, and events can't be organized without sponsors and uh, we had yeah. seven oaks hotel there and um, Great, great supporter of the rally for a number of years. Um, Sheiky Motor Group, the same, and uh, then the O'Brien Smith Group. There, they were sponsoring the Mark II Challenge end of it. So, and it's it's good to get their names out there uh, and just cover them to give them a bit of publicity, though, know, for what for what good they're doing to the sport. You know. 
Yeah, I suppose the sport really couldn't continue um, without that sort of sport. There is an article up on scoreline.e, as a matter of fact, for anyone interested on a rundown on how the race went. Just talking in general, um, Brendan, I suppose your role is clerk of the course. Could you explain to our listeners maybe that would be unaccustomed to um, kind of knowing, knowing the ins and outs of rally car race and what, what your job is as clerk of the course? Where do you start on that? <laughs> Sorry, it's a tough one. Um, yeah, no, I suppose, look at, as, as in, in layman's terms, I suppose, the, and I hate using a sentence like it, but the, the clerk of the course is basically is the, the book stops with him. He's, uh, he's yeah. in charge of uh, organising the event from route, um, picking the route, putting all the safety plans together, putting all the road books together, um, all the plans together, sponsors, sponsors for the event, uh, and then on the day, then especially then I'm over a big massive team. Like it's not just one person that's um, in Carla Carthol, but and he, I just lead the team basically that is there, and the and the team does the work on the ground, which is which is fantastic. You know, um, it takes a lot of pressure off uh, my position in the day. Uh, when we when we proceed into the stages, then um, we just make our final safety checks as we're going through make sure everything is right, and then we, I make the call then for the first competing car to start. And uh, unless, uh, if the stage is not safe or set up, we have to deal with it and uh, get everything in the right position basically before we can let the car down the stage. So to make sure everything is covered and everyone's in a safe place on long stages. And uh, it's unfortunately, it's about six months of your life it takes up to organise an event uh, to the magnitude of this, you know. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of major amount of planning goes into it um, from dealing with Councils and dealing with lo- the local residents, and which were great as well. In fairness, yeah, we're we're we try our our best to not to inconvenience the locals as, as best we can. We're at we're on their gracious terms. There that we're we're rallying down their roads for the day. They're close for the day, and uh, but look, we bring a, a it's a spectacular to the area, and uh, it brings a lot of business and it gives people something to watch as well. It's a free. It's a free sport. You can go out and watch it stand on a ditch and away you go for a day's one, you know? Yeah, it really is incredible. And like I said, I just think the, the whole energy around the town yesterday, you could really feel it. And um, it's just great to have events like this. And I think it just brings everyone together, whether they're interested in, in uh, rallying or not. I just think it is uh, such a great event to come to a town like Carlo. Just generally um, looking at uh, the sport across Ireland at the moment, um, Brendan, how, how do you see it? Where do you see it at? Do you think, like we see with the winners um, of the Carlo Stages Rally, do you think the pace has just gone up across the board around the country? Um, and do you think there's a growing interest in it, particularly in youngsters definitely yeah definitely obviously look at it it's an expensive sport to a certain extent um it's expensive as you want to depending on where you want to be in the field um obviously a fellow always likes to be at the top end of the field and fairness but that that itself comes with time and fitness and money and everything to it but yeah. uh, by by means that obviously being out with uh have a no motorsport in for the past two years in 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 the country because of covid times uh, we just couldn't run it because of the COVID. Um, everyone has got cars ready and done modifications ready, and and it seems to come back with a bang. And the pace has just gone up. It's gone from nine tenths to ten tenths across the whole country, and uh, it's great to see. And because the the more competition is there, it's pre- it's getting lads eager to go that bit harder and try that little bit harder, you know. And uh, yeah. you can see it. You can definitely see it in the results uh, across every rally across the country there. Um, um, we most for Ireland there this year shortened the calendar a little bit there um, to try and bunch rallies up so that lads would have 
full entries in every rally rather than trying to get to uh, half a field out across the whole country. Um, but every rally this year now has been well oversubscribed and and it's it's great to see it. Yeah, well, it's great to hear that um, you're doing such great work uh, with the Carlos Stages Rally, and it was just great to hear from you that it was as successful as I think everyone that was around Carlos yesterday would have thought it had it been because it was truly incredible. Um, Brendan, we look forward to chatting to you again on Scoreline and on, on Full Time uh, here at KC Lawrence. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you. Thanks very much for joining me. Perfect. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. That was Brendan Harper talking about the clerk, of course, of the Carlos Stages Rally course, doing an incredible job yesterday, and you could just feel around the town um, how excited everybody was to view such top-level sport. After the break, I'll be chatting to Terence Kelly ahead of the Carlo Hurlers Clash with Offaly on Saturday. Don't go anywhere. Full time on KCL or with thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, LahartzVolkswagen.ie. Welcome back to Full Time with myself, Robbie Dowling. Carlo, of course, with a big victory against Down over the weekend. They can clinch the Joe McDonough Cup final spot with a victory against Michael Fenley's Offaly side, a game that you can listen to live here on KCLR from 1pm in, in Tullamore. It'll be a very difficult game. Tom Mullally had his say after his side's defeat of Down on Saturday. Here's what he said when he caught up with our very own Brendan Hennessy. Tom, congratulations. Uh, I suppose it got a bit ropey, but it was always going to get ropey because there was a lot at stake in that game, but Carlo won, that's what you needed to do when you've won and you got a nice score up. Ah, oh, yeah, to be fair to Down, like they weren't going to come. Obviously, like the competition's important to us all, you mean, and stuff that way, and the win for Down would have been would have been important to them as well. But for us, we could only get, I, I suppose, the positive thing for us is that even though they brought it back to two pints, we solved the problems, and it's probably something that maybe two or three months ago we definitely would have probably come out losing the game, whereas today there's, there was an element of, of responsibility taken by the players and they solved the problem and got it across the line. Yeah, it was a peculiar game, a bit of stop starting. You had a tremendous first half. You didn't get scores as you would have liked at the start of the second half. Marty kept in touch on the scoreboard, but then the goals came at the right time. There's lovely few passages of play and the experience and the younger players really worked well together. I'd say you must be very happy with your younger players. Absolutely. I mean I think Conor Q there showed showed leadership there in the force when 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 we were looking for it to mean stuff that way. And I think as, as much as the two goals came and people might say they were maybe a little bit opportunity, but I think we, we definitely didn't convert the chances we had in the first half. So I think it leveled up over the course of the game like you know and you're a bit unlucky in the first half as well because one or two goal chances missed and in fairness to uh, Brian and the goal he brought off two great saves to keep you in the game at vital times ah yeah that's his job you mean, and that's, what, that's what he's there for so I, I, I think it's important that, that everyone, everyone does their job and today thankfully it's one of the days we can, we can, we can say that at, at least we've, we've brought out the New Jerseys and, and performed in some capacity in a man away you know? yeah, they're a big talking point the main thing was to win the match now you've set it up you said to me at the outset from round one in this when you played against me that this will probably go the distance and it's looking like it's going to go this and Michael Fenley went down to Kerry today awfully get it with a one point win couldn't be set up even better Carlo and Offaly next week and it could be a case of getting to the final if you could win that and other things going your way so all matches next week at 1 o'clock it's a massive game for Carlo Absolutely it's a massive game for everybody I mean and I suppose we we want to put ourselves into the pot you mean and see where that comes so I think you mean from now it's about turning up until tomorrow next next Saturday at 1 o'clock and, and I suppose giving it the go I mean obviously Offaly be well, fa- well favoured to kind of win the game but that doesn't like we've done enough today to kind of put ourselves in there and I think that's, that's all we've asked of the players we asked to know where we're at after after the first three games, and we had we had a, a poor game against Kerry, all right. I mean, but it, I mean, and, and we we didn't know quite how to win above an Antrim, even though we, we we gave a good performance. But I think today we've learned the lessons of of, of those two games in particular. You mean and stuff like that, and brought it here to Dr. Colin Park. Can I ask you before I let you go, Tom? The hand pass has been a talking point in hurling for the last year since introduced. But to be fair to the ref today, I think it balanced out. But there's one or two that you probably might feel aggrieved with, and we all feel this and feel that. But you know, I think he probably got it spot on today. There was a few dodgy ones in. Antrim 
hamstring, but it's slowing down the game a bit, isn't it? Oh, it is definitely, yeah. And look at you I mean, and I think you're right. I think he definitely got it, he balanced it up over the course of the game. I mean, and stuff like that. There might have been one or two questions either side, but I think I, I don't think it's a reason for would it be a reason for us if it, if it if it went wrong for us today, you know. So fitness wise, I know Marty had a bit of a scare coming in, but he finished with one thirteen today. So if he was only half fit, that's great. If he's fully fit next week, it'll be brilliant. But uh, onwards and upwards till more next week, Tom. You're you're still in the pot, and uh, there's still a, go- a bit of a journey for Carlo Hurling to go. Well, there is, yeah. And look, at that's that's I suppose we'll, we'll go there, and I suppose once once the final whistle goes next Saturday, we'll have a good idea what we brought to the to the occasion as such. And we know it's a it'll be it'll be a big challenge, but that's what we want to be. Well, pardon the pun, but let's hope it's an awfully good day for Carlo. Let's talk yeah. to you next Saturday. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Thanks Tom. I'll leave in the capable hands of Kieran Murphy. <laughs> Thanks, Sorry, Tom. Yeah, that was Tom Mullally catching up with our very own Brendan Hennessy here. One man that was at Carlo's 225 to 119 victory against Down at Netwatch Cullen Park was Terence Kelly and delighted to be joined on the line now to reflect on what was a big victory for Tom Mullally's side. Terence, how are you getting on this evening? I'm good, I'm good, Robbie. I'm good, I'm good, Robbie, yeah. It's great to hear. It's great to have you on the line. I suppose, Terence, just before we look forward to the game at the weekend, looking back on Saturday's win, um, 113 from Marty Cavan, an incredible individual performance, but more importantly, a collective performance that brought a positive result for Tom Mullally's side. Um, how important was that victory? Obviously, it keeps them in the competition and within a chance of making the final and a realistic chance now also if they do defeat Hoffley. But just even to bring a bit of momentum back after that, those disappointing defeats to both Kerry and Antrim. Yeah, well, it's true. Like, you know, if, well, last Saturday's game was probably the definition of a game of two halves. They were brilliant in the first half. I think the first half they led by, what they led by, they should have probably led by more. So I think it was by eight points up, I think it was 15 to seven, I think, at half time. But uh, no, they were very impressive in the first half. The second half, it was a somewhat substandard performance. A couple of good saves by Brian Tracy, you know, they brought him back to two points. And, uh, you know, in the end, we got out like a couple of goals near the end there from Marty and from, um, from 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 young Pio, uh, in the end they're like, you know, uh, give us two Kiho or give us two goals uh Connor Kiho and, you know, give us a, a comfortable cushion there in the end. Yeah, and just just reflecting on that performance again before before we talk about that crucial Offaly game, really the season the final Offaly game on Saturday, once again live on KCLR from one PM. Um, was it their best performance not just of the Joe McDonough Cup campaign Terence but also of 2022 because when you think back on the league it wasn't an amazing league campaign it wasn't a, necessarily a failure either but it wasn't exactly what Tom Mullally or his Carlos side would have hoped for when they, when, they, when they began the league campaign earlier in the year and the Joe McDonough Cup today is obviously a very good victory against me but they've turned out really with the greatest respect to be the whipping boys of that competition um, and the last two despite a good performance against Antrim obviously not getting a positive result and really the Kerry game was um, Tom Mullally described it as an embarrassment which is maybe a bit strong considering it was his fine opposition they're coming up against but yeah. you, you know how important was it to just get that victory behind them and, and also a convincing victory the nature of the victory means now maybe that they can go in with serious confidence and actually rather than more hope but there's an element of expectation and belief that they can go and turn over Michael Fenley's offly side who are in fine fettle themselves yeah, well, it's true. Like, in my opinion, the best performers for the last couple of years is probably against Antrim up in Corrigan Park. Like, in the field, yeah. another beat my three pints, 222 to 122. But, like, you know, they, they hit with everything. And on the balance of play, they were very, very unlucky that they didn't get at least a pint out. Like, you know, but, uh, you yeah. know, that was probably their, one of their better performers. The Kerry game, I don't even like talking about it. it was, uh, as, as, I don't uh, think anyone in here does either. Yeah, it was kind of an embarrassment, really, like, you know. 
But you know, like those things can happen. But you know, which Carlo team is going to turn up on Sunday? If it's a Carlo team that's near good enough to play the Nantrum or to play the first half against Kerry, it'll be a cracking game. Like you know, Offaly have been beaten in every game in Division One this year. Offaly have won three of their games out of four, beat by a point up in Antrim. But you know, and Carlo have won two of their games and a massive game against Antrim also, and they've beaten Mead. But like against Kerry, they were poor. But this is a massive game on on Sunday, like you know, or on Saturday, it's a massive game. Yeah, I suppose just looking at it for people that maybe are unsure of how the situation is, that victory saw Carlo draw level with Kerry on four points, while Offaly currently sitting second with six points, and Antrim have advanced to the final, obviously, with four wins from four. They've been very strong, despite, as you've mentioned, in particular in the Carlo and Offaly games, they really did have to almost crawl over the line. Um do you think both sides, you know, if they if they hit their peak condition, which, you know, as you've said, maybe consistency levels have been a bit of a worry with Carlo, but if Carlo do he's hit that level where we know that they can play at and also likewise Offaly do, do you think Carlo have the edge or, or do you feel as though maybe home well, advantage could be important? Yeah, well, like if you look at the Offaly scores, they're after conceding some massive scores, like, you know, to people, yeah. you know, with the different teams, you know, so they're not waterproof at the back. And uh, I know up front to have some, they have some very very neat operators. So they have, and uh, you know they've they have, uh, you know, like they've done very well. But if Carlo put their best foot forward, like there'll be very very little in this game. There's no reason why Carlo can't win the game. But uh, you know, as I said, that it'll have to be performance something similar to Carringham Park or the first half last Sunday, which you know they were very very impressive. Yeah, two, you know, two and, things. Like, managerial wise. You know, both Tommy and Christy have kind of done what people wouldn't expect. They've got two all and club titles out of Mount Glencer Rangers in 2012 and like you know, this year. But you're up against the manager in Kilkenny, like, you know, or Michael Fenley from Kilkenny, like the second most decorated manager in the country at the present time. He has uh, yeah. eight all he has three All-Stars, he has an under-21, a minor. He's all of the year in 2011, like, you know, and... You know, he has an incredible record in five all and top titles. You know, he is he is a massive man, like, at the helm. But, you know, as I said, he won't be on the field. And, like, but his experience will certainly be a benefit uh, to the Offaly lads. But if Carla put their best foot forward, there's no reason why, you know, the like of Marty and Chris, you know, them by up front and Sean Murphy, who has been a revelation now in every game, like, apart from maybe the answering game didn't go that well for him. But, you know, those players are capable of, you know, of, of picking up scores. So we'll have a couple of youngsters have to come through there now, young Fieker, Fitzpatrick, and Connor Kiho, who to me, you know, last week would have been Carlos Man of the Match, if there was a Man of the Match award at like, IQ. He's a very good kid, you know. But, uh, but you still need the like of Brian Tracy and Gordon, you know, the experienced men, Paul, yeah. right, at full back, Dermot at centre back. You know, I said, if they play to their potential, there's no reason why Carlo can't win this match, really. Yeah, t- two things that, that kind of caught my attention that you mentioned there, Terence, was, you know, Offaly's defence certainly haven't been watertight at the back. They've been there to be got at, as Antrim proved um, earlier on in the campaign at the start of the season. And also the fact that Offaly do have fine operators in attack, but as you mentioned, Fieker Fitzpatrick, Connor Keogh, Chris Nolan, Marty Cavanagh, John Michael Nolan, and countless others really, yeah. from uh, Kevin McDonald, of course, um, yeah. from a Carlo perspective. I mean, they have serious firepower in that car, in the Carlo ranks, and just looking at Marty Cavanagh, obviously more, almost, you know, more than half the scores of, from last week, 113 of the 225 in total. If Marty maintains that level of performance alongside the likes of Chris Nolan, Kevin McDonald, and countless others, as I mentioned, chip in with, yeah. with you know, with their, their peak performance as well you'd, you'd have to seriously give Carlo a chance here of advancing to right. the Joe McDonough Cup final albeit well, you, Kerry have to lose Antrim as well Yeah but it's true like, but you know no, Marty Marty was only in second and third gear for parts of the game last week you know he's been hobbled wouldn't like to see him in fifth 
You know, like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't that uh, at full throttle now, you know, last week. Chris had one of his poor games, like he has been so often like a match winner, but honestly, yeah. like things can go wrong. Yeah. But you know, now they have a young Samson up wing forward there. He scored two goals against Kerry last week. I was impressed with that young lad. Michael Doyle is a young lad is playing wing forward there. He scored one eight in the last between the last couple of games there. Listen, they have not, you know, they have a lot of good talent up there also, like, you know, and they're a real proud county with four all Ireland senior medals, three all Ireland minor medals, like those are people. You know, like they know they love the hurling and yes. uh, you know, they're 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 a decent outfit, like, but they have been conceding big scores this year, like, and this is what I'm hoping that you know, maybe Carla can open them up at the back. Just, just for people listening in, um, Terence, I suppose we always think, you know, if you lose, you always the next year. If you win, it's great. But just the magnitude of this game on Saturday, I think it's fair to say that uh, from from just looking from a general viewpoint, that probably Antrim have been the best team in the Joe McDonough Cup. But obviously, as I mentioned, Offaly and Carlo won and three point defeats respectively aren't too far off them. So whoever does get the victory on Saturday, it gives them incredible momentum heading into a final against Antrim, knowing that they can more than compete with Antrim, and and you know. That game will obviously be on in Crow Park, and Carlo have a great history back yeah. in 2018 winning the Joe McDonough Cup. So, do you feel as though almost winning on Saturday obviously advances them to the Joe McDonough Cup final if results yeah. go the other way, which you, you would yeah, expect them to do? Do you, do you feel that Carlo, there's, there's a serious chance here that maybe they haven't had for four years to actually go on and promote into the Leinster Championship again and win a piece of silverware? Well, there's two, like, you know, well, it would be now Joe McDonough Cup first, like, you know, yeah, he, of course. He mead in it, like, you know, but, and, uh, Listen, there's only five clubs in the county. One club is only being represented, you know, um, well, by one player like Ballinkill and uh, Sean Murphy, an excellent hurler. But, you know, as I said, they're we're picking from a small pool. But if you look at Offaly, like, you know, they have something similar. Like, there's very, there's very few hurling clubs in it also. Yeah, but possibly a bigger uh, tradition, maybe, Terence. Yeah, but they have, like, well, they have, you know, like, the records will show, like, they have senior success and they have minor success. And, they've, you know, they have, they've had plenty of success, like, you know. And now for a small county, like, they have been fabulous, like, you know. Yeah, but you know, there's no reason. There's no reason if Carlo put the best foot forward. You know, the Carlo can't get the scores on Sunday. As I said, that we're depending on you know on on forwards like Marty and Chris and John Michael and you know Kevin McIndoe's bike like and all those like are capable of getting scores. They are like on a good day. You know, well they're easy and the eye as simple as that. Like you know. Yeah, and I suppose, um, Terence, just on a general note, maybe moving away, not not altogether from Carlo and Offaly in that massive game on Saturday live on KCLR, but just on a general note, there's been a lot of talk recently. Obviously, the Charlton Cup has launched um, to maybe the dismay of a lot of supporters. The format of the competition in on the, in the other code in football. How much of a how much has the Joe McDonough Cup added to hurling in the smaller counties because I must say the interaction uh, here in Casey Law when the Carlo hurlers are, are taking on another side in the Joe McDonough Cup is unbelievable and I think everyone's just bought into it how, how much have you enjoyed it obviously as you mentioned the Carlo win the inaugural one in 2018 it really does give these sort of second tier counties as such um, with the greatest respect something to really fight for and, and, and kind of a building pat well, it's true, but like if you look at if you look at Offaly, they won the if they Offaly won the Christie Ring last year. Yes, you know, and I said they went into the league this year against the you know they were they were dining at the top table, and in fairness, now they were left with the crumbs on most occasions. They <laughs> yeah. hadn't beaten in most of the games, you know. Yeah. And I said for the winners of this Joe Mac, it's difficult to see him kind of making big headways either. It's as simple as that. Like you know, you can dream all you like, but at the back of it all, you know, Leash kind of stayed up last year, but a lot of those second tier counties are getting big defeats along the way as I said it's a huge bonus to the Lake of Carlo or it's a huge bonus maybe to Offaly like to win the Joe Mac after you know coming out Christy Ring 
you know, last year, like, it would, you know, it, it would be a big boost for him. But, like, the five or six counties there at the top, and there seems to be a huge gap between the top table and, uh, and the side table, like, you know. Very, very quickly, Terence, before I let, I let you go, and thanks very much for joining us here on Full Time. Um, how do you stem that flow? Because, you know, as I mentioned, I think the Joe McDonough Cup has been great for second tier county, but the one thing that you would say, and I think you've pointed it out there, is that maybe it hasn't bridged the gap as much as many people would talk between uh, the counties yeah. in the All-Ireland series and in the Joe McDonough Cup. How do you go about bridging that gap? Is it something that internally counties have to do on an individual basis, or is it something that has to come from a central level where the GA look at it and say, certain regions, certain areas need investment in hurling? Yeah, but Robbie, like one of the main points is that if you just look at the number of clubs, the like of Carlow and the like of Dublin and the like of Galway, you know, I'm just saying there's such a vast difference in, you know, in America. Yeah. You know, if you, at the conveyor belt, they're bringing in very few players in the like of Carlow. You know, whereas in other clubs, you know, you have 12 senior clubs in Kilkenny, 12 intermediate and 12 junior in Galway, I think that'd be 18 clubs. And, you know, there's massive, like in Dublin, they have a massive peak also, but it's difficult for the smaller counties to compete at the, uh, you know, at the top table. Yeah. We can say what we like that we should be up there, but, you know, there's, there's, a, there's a big gulf, there's a big gap between the top tier. Like, you know, this, this, will, this will be there all around. If, you know, if, if they can achieve this, it would be, you know, it would, it would be magical for Carlo, like, you know. Yeah, well, hopefully Carlo can take one step closer to winning their All-Ireland, as you mentioned, the Joe McDonough Cup on Saturday afternoon when they face off against Offaly. Terence, as always, thanks very much for joining me today. Your insight is like no others when it comes to Carlo Hurland. Tell me this before you finish. What happened, Castle Warren? No comment. No comment at all, Terence, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll leave that to the manager on scoreline at the weekend. Thanks very much, Terence. Anyway, listen, well, you're after having a great run this year, in fairness. We did. Well we done, well we done Robbie. Listen, and thanks for having me on. All no, right. no problem at all. Thanks very much, Terence. That was... That was Terence Kelly bringing us an update on the Carlo Hurlers after their victory against Down at the weekend. Big game against Offaly. They can advance to the Joe McDonough Cup final with a victory against Offaly and results going their way in the Antrim and Kerry game will bring you that game live on KCLR as I have mentioned previously. After the break I'll be speaking to Colvin O'Brien who is in the National Snooker Championship in Grey Cullen at the weekend. Don't go anywhere. Full time on KCLR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at La Hartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny. LaHartzVolkswagen.ie. Yeah, welcome back to Full Time, the final part of Full Time with myself, Robbie Dowlin, filling in for Snakeo on this overcast Monday evening in Kilkenny it must be said moving on to snooker now snooker player Colvin O'Brien has been in fine form lately to say the least the Carlotown native has qualified for the last 16 of the National Amateur Snooker Championship and has booked a place in the semi-finals of the Intermediate Snooker Championship as well due to be played at the SBI HQ in Grey Cullen next weekend O'Brien is the only player to qualify for both national championships this year a very very good feat to say the least and delighted to say that I'm now joined by Colvin as we look ahead to a huge weekend thanks Thanks very much for joining us today on Full Time, Calvin. No, Paul Robbie, how are we keeping? All right. Very good, thanks. How are you? That's from Grand, yes. Lovely yeah. evening out there. It is very, very a bit overcast here in Kilkenny, but hopefully it's fine in Carlow where you are, Calvin. Um, absolutely beautiful in Carlow, yeah. Very good. Always beautiful in Carlow, I suppose, as our Carlow <laughs> listeners would say. Uh, just to look at the amateur championship, uh, Calvin, before we move on to the intermediate, you were in the top half of the draw. Um, how much are you looking forward to what will be a difficult draw? I know the champion is also on that side of the draw, also. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to Robbie. Um, it was a tough weekend there. Um, obviously, there was an entry of 64 players in and around, but it's a top half to draw. And I have, uh, I'd have Brendan O'Donoghue if 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 it got to the semi-final stage. He's he's a former champion and he's the defending champion as well. But I'm looking forward to the challenge. Like I'm playing very very well at the moment. Like and I still have five or six days left to practice, so I'm looking forward to the challenge of it. You know. Yeah, and I suppose, um, you know, you're also in the intermediate side of the draw, as we said, the, on- the only player to do both, which is an incredible feat. Um, you're in the semi-finals there facing off against Cork's Dylan Reese. Um, when you're in that latest stage, are you, are you almost looking one eye on the final or is it just about taking, taking what's in front of you? Well, to be honest, Robbie, um, the more, the more I, the more I play in the event, the better I get. But now that there's yeah. a break in the event, like I, I played played great stuff last weekend. Um, I won the championship in 2015, so I know it takes the winning, you know. But yeah. uh, facing Dylan Reese from Cork, like Dylan is a he's actually a former player from Wales. He actually he's involved in the SBI snooker there in Great Cullen. He's a class player, like so I'd have to be up in the game to to get through that match, you know. But I'm looking forward to it, like. Yeah, that's great to hear. And I, and I suppose, in, like you mentioned, the great pedigree that you have, 2015 champion, but also on top of that, you're, you're in your home county in Grey Cullen in, in wonderful facilities there in the Snooker Academy in Grey Cullen. Do you think that'll play much of an advantage and um, the fact that maybe you're used to your surroundings and it is in your home county, like I said, or, or do you think that doesn't have much to say that's just whatever's played on the table on the day? Well, look, the conditions are both for same players. Um, obviously, in the new club, the SBI club in Carlo and Grey Cullen, it's they have a star table, so they're basically pro table. So it's the same conditions for both players. So it's not actually home or away. There's no advantage, like you know. So it's 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 the same same for both players. So there's no advantage really, like. But you have to be on your game on them tables because they're very tight. And if you do miss and your opponent gets in, it could frustrate frustrate you. But you have to be on top of your game. But the conditions over there are absolutely world class, and they have to hand to the SBI. We also have um, over there at the moment of P.J. Nolan. You might have heard of P.J. Nolan. He's the national snooker coach. Yes. He does great work for Carlos Snooker there. Like He travels the world. And he's a world snooker coach. So we, It's a very efficient club. It's it's world class. And to have it on Carlos' doorstep, it's amazing. Like, and any youngsters out there, I'd, uh, I'd advise them to get into snooker because it's on our doorstep and it's it's a great sport, you know. Yeah, it really is a great sport and we love giving it the coverage that it fully deserves here on Casey Lord through full time and scoreline. Of course, just talking about snooker in general, um, before, before I let you go, Colvin, um, because we are stuck, we have to get to the news at seven o'clock, of course. Um, snooker, you know, it's a sport that certainly has grown over the years, but you're obviously calling on youngsters maybe to get involved. How do you think, um, the powers that be that can go about, uh, getting, getting more kind of kids and teenagers involved in the sport? Because there's certainly massive potential there to be successful. Um, like yourself, if you do get involved at an early age or even at a later age yeah well it basically involves like getting all the kids involved by going to schools and etc like that you know it's 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 not something like it like to be natural like I'd have a bit of natural natural talent on it like but yeah. if young lads don't play the game they'll never understand like they'll never be able to commit to it if they don't actually play the game so getting more people into the club is more important than, than to, look, to look forward too fast if you know what I mean like you know yeah, well, it's great to, to chat to you today. We look forward to chatting to you a lot, a lot more across you're the weekend. Under pressure with time. You're under pressure with time. Is it okay to mention a few sponsors before I go? Oh, work away. Of course you can, Calvin. Just yeah, just me, me, me main sponsor there in Carlo. They've been very supportive of me down through the years. It's Podgenol and Intigenol Heat and Plumbing, the Point Depot, Douglas Jewelers, the Irishman's New Haven Kitchens, uh, Pat and Edwards Engineering, White's Pharmacy, John Millen Tires, Aska Tyler Tires. Uh, Carlos Stone Centre and my main sponsor Darren Hayes and Darren Hayes Motors there 
That's brilliant yeah, to hear, Colvin. It's, it's great to hear you have such backing with you. And, and uh, it really goes to show the potential in snooker that uh, so many people have got behind you. And, of course, we're all behind you here at Casey Lauren. We wish you nothing but the best of luck uh, next weekend. Robbie, Hopefully you can bring home the trophy. Yeah, appreciate it, Robbie. Thanks very much, man. No problem at all. That was Colvin O'Brien. He's a big, big weekend ahead of him in the Irish National Championships in both the intermediate and amateur side of things. That's it. We've run way over time. Stay, make sure to stay tuned in for the amazing Shannon Redmond. She's in fully loaded all this week, 7 to 10, Monday to Wednesday, and then 8 to 10 on Thursday because, of course, Matt O'Keefe comes along with the farm show until the weekend when I'll be back with Shane. I've missed for the last two weeks, but I'm back uh, with Shane. Looking forward to knowing him. Uh, very good bye, and thanks for Full time on KCLOR. With thanks to the full range of Volkswagen vehicles at Lahartz, the home of Volkswagen in Kilkenny, lahartzvolkswagen.ie.